didn't say I wouldn't fly it. What I said was I'm very, very eager to watch the gentleman that designed it and created it fly it, after which we'll make a weighted judgment. I, my first question to him, of course, was, well, how big is this lake? Because uh, we're looking at aerial shots of it and kind of hard to determine the scale of it. And he's, he assures me that it's you know, about a mile in one, one uh, dimension and maybe three miles on the other dimension. And I'm thinking... You know, I could even I could get a seaplane up, up and it's down. Plenty, and, you know, it's plenty large enough. Don't don't grow up. Yeah, grow don't grow up, up like these guys. That's right. <laughs> these well, are the I'm people I've warned you about. Babies grow up to, to be, be podcasters. podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Sun and Fun Radio Live. This is Sun and Fun Radio, WPEP 788, 1510 AM, Lakeland, Florida. Coming to you live from the 2010 Sun and Fun Fly-In. I am the radio chairman, Dave Shellbetter. I'm getting ready to turn the deck and the control of Sun and Fun Radio over to the voices in your head. Very Controlled scary. airspace. Take it away, Jack Hodgson. Thank you, David. Thanks for having us back. We really appreciate it. We have a lot of fun being here. So, uh, where to begin? David, uh, Dave Higdon, I think, and, and this, this could be significant, I think that I have found the airplane that you will not fly. This is, we talked about this for a few minutes uh, on the daily last night, all right? Uh, this is that little ultralight that we saw, the Lucky Stars. Lucky Stars, yeah. yes. Now, uh, did you get a chance to go back and look at it again during the day today? I swung by a little bit uh, on my way to meet an old friend. And uh, if memory from last evening, which is among the Velcro fuzzy parts of yesterday, uh, is true. I didn't say I wouldn't fly it. What I said was I'm very, very eager to watch the gentleman that designed it and created it fly it, after which we'll make a weighted judgment. And it may well be unflyable by me because, well, let's face it, that was a skinny guy, and I'm going to impose somewhat more of a payload issue for the little machine. Yeah, so, so you're changing your story now. You're saying No, you I'm saying it. I want to watch him fly it first. That's consistent. What, what I want to know, though, is what makes this such an unusual aircraft? I still haven't gotten a straight answer. Uh, last evening's comments about... Design, philosophy, architecture, and execution, construction, are the best I can give you right at the moment. Well, I mean, is this is this something that was assembled out of Ace Hardware parts? No, most of the parts seem to be, uh, you know, aircraft quality. Okay, so the execution is probably up to up to par. I have to see it fly. Well, that's a cop out. No, that, that, that's that's a safety measure. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word for that, but I just... Uh, it uses I, I, tube aluminum in some parts of the structure, angle okay. aluminum in some parts of the structure. Okay. Uh, coming from the early years, the hang gliders and ultralights, none of that is brand new. I agree. The configuration of different elements, the control system, and how they are tied together. And describe that for me, because that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Well, there was this triangle section beneath and ahead of the wing where you sat... And when the airplane's sitting on the tail, which is how it sits without a pilot in the front, right. it looks like you're going to be sitting supine. 
but okay. as forward as the center of lift as the seat is, it's going to come down on the nose. So you'll be sitting more in an upright position, like a breezy. Does it have a stick? Yes. Does it have rudder pedals? Yes. Does it have ailerons? Yes. I believe it did. so. I looked, yes. Yes. It did. So it's not a wing warping monstrosity. No, 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 no. And it looked like a dope and fabric wing as opposed and to it a has, back rod. It has an, a rudder and it has elevators. Yes, it does. And that's where the parts get interesting. Because where is, there are a couple where of booms. Is the there are a couple of booms. Well, there's two of them, actually. There's two, bo- two booms. Two rudders. There's a very wide span horizontal tail moves up and down, okay. and it's connected to a couple of tubes that come to the back, and then there's a rudder structure built on that, and they okay. move together with the rudder pedals. Has, has it flown before? I uh, believe so. I believe so. It has to, uh, according to the rules that apply here, it has to have flown a minimal number of hours before it can be flown at Paradise City. What engine is, is in it? It's a cow- that, that's something else that intrigued me. It's a Kawasaki 440. Which is about a 40-horsepower, two-stroke, two-cylinder. Is it a motorcycle engine? Actually, a snowmobile. Snowmobile engine, okay. Yeah. Pusher prop, tractor prop? Pusher. Pusher. And... High wing, low wing. The high wing and the pusher propeller drive is below the wing and above some of the structure. So it's all... The execution is unlike anything I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, plain and simple. And watching it rock in yesterday's... Inordinately stiff winds, winds stiff enough to upend our buddy Dave Shawbetter's uh, easy up shelter that he had over a, a picnic table, upend it and collapse parts of it. There was enough flex in this airframe, particularly in the empennage section, to make me just want to see somebody uh, else do it. Now we're closing in on it. Yeah. I see. Now all airplanes flex. Sure. They all twist, and they all have to have give in them. I don't care if it's a you know a, a, a Quicksilver ultralight or a 747 jumbo jet. And anybody that's ever flown Transcon on a heavy or Transoceanic on a heavy has may not have noticed it, but probably saw the wingtips flex seven or eight feet between sitting on sure. the ground and in flight. Sure. Uh, you don't notice what the tail does on a jumbo or even a narrow body. This Watching the, the the flex and the quiver in the empennage of this while it was just sitting in the wind, translating prop blast airflow into that. It's like I've seen airplanes, I've flown airplanes, early quicks, had a lot of quiver in the empennage. Not off the books. Too many title books. I had watched quiver in the empennage. Quiver in the empennage. <laughs> quiver in the empennage. <laughs> As opposed to. An empennage in your quiver, but that's another story. Uh, and and just like my early We're on days, the radio live tonight, David. I always like to see somebody else demonstrate these things before I jump in and become a. a, a I, I, I grok that something yeah. of a test pilot. Yeah. Okay. So right. well, we're going to have to arrange. We're going to have to find out when he's going to be flying, and, and I'll get over there. And... Well, and uh, you know the only downside to Sun and Fun so far yesterday. Day before opening today, day today opening day has been that the winds have been challenging to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Now they've been yesterday they were more straight on the runway. Today they're more cross cross on the runway, and it uh, definitely hindered how much flying was going on over in Paradise City. So uh, I didn't hear anything over there a while ago. They just had if there's a green flag, it's up now. 
and some of the more, how you say, seasoned veterans of those light planes who were flying light planes with better demonstrated stiff wind capability. Maybe we're both flying now. I can't hear them because I'm in a headset. Right. But I watch it fly, and if he offers, and I'm still uh, convinced that if it'll hold together with his skinny butt in it, it'll hold together with my fat butt in it. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, sorry. All right. There's a compliment in there somewhere. I don't know. It's like uh, well, you saw the guy. He's you know he's he was a he was a fit guy. I, I've no got question. a good yeah. sixty pounds on him. Yeah, yeah. You you could take him. Well, no, maybe not. Well, all I have to do is set. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Hey, welcome, folks, to episode 180, a very special episode of Uncontrolled Airspace, the General Aviation Podcast. We're recording this episode on uh, Tuesday evening, April 13th. And uh, we are once again on location tonight, coming to you from the grounds of the 2010 Sun and Fun Fly-In in in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, As we have for four years now, we are the guests of uh, Dave Shelbetter and the gang here at Sun and Fun Radio. And uh, we're here on the front porch of the radio station, and uh, uh, it's just been a beautiful day here uh, at the Fly-In. The weather's been gorgeous. It has. It's just been gorgeous. Um, Sunburn weather. It's sunburn weather because the breeze keeps you cool, but you don't realize all of us northerners are down here getting toasted, and you've got to be careful about that. But But we've uh, been working really, really hard to maintain necessary hydration levels with the necessary hydration substances. That's right. As a matter of fact, we're working on that. Haven't had to visit a loo. In hours, yeah, which means that it's all evaporating out the skin. That's right. And what's amazing is that we did this three times before, and they still let us come. <laughs> no, back. really. Um, and so you know, and not only are we recording this on the grounds here live, we are we are being first of all we're being broadcast uh, live on uh, AM radio here in the uh, Lakeland area, um, and this year for the first year ever, the podcast is also being streamed live, or the whole radio station is being streamed live uh, on live AT. LiveATC.net, uh, and uh, uh, Dave Schulbetter stuck his head out a minute ago and, and was like big grin, and he's, he's telling me that there's a big spike in the listenership on the stream right now. I don't know whether it's a spike up or a spike down, but, uh, but it spikes. Wouldn't spike a character on Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer? I got a text message just a moment ago from our friend at that other fly-in up north, Farid Gio, call, uh, uh, checked in. All right, and he says Farid. Rick Reynolds and Farid say hello. Uh, and, hey, uh, hi, guys. Hey, yeah, guys. Really? You don't have something Marie. better to do right now? They say that Hickman's voice that. rattles in our heads. That's what it says here. <laughs> I, I, it's funny, but I have the same experience here. This yeah. is my head. If you're listening on the stream, I, I you feel want to, uh, for you guys. I'm there with you. If you're listening on the stream and you want to send your good wishes to the folks at Sun and Fun Radio or in the ne- for the next uh, hour or so to us, uh, you could send an email to snfradio at gmail.com, and uh, that will find its way to uh, Dave and company. Um, also, and this is kind of experimental, but what the heck, we could give it a try. Again, if you're listening live someplace and you're on Twitter, if you were to send a Twitter that had my name in it, or for that, well, you know, my name, uh, at, Jack, at sign Jack Hodgson, uh, it would pop up on my telephone uh, while we're doing the, doing the podcast. So. And if you're listening to this dead, our heart goes out to your family. I mean, if they're not listening later on on the Internet... Uh, let me say hi to my friends here uh, on the porch uh, in our little virtual hangar. Uh, first of all, we've got our uh, our regulars here. Dave Hickman is here. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Uh, finer and frog hair. Yeah. Just been a wonderful day. Yeah, we've been down here in Florida for a few days now, almost a week now. And uh, well, this is day nine. So oh, you've been here longer than I have. Yeah, okay. So uh, it, it's it, the weather's been spectacular. It's been gorgeous and. Uh, 
We've had some fun what, with uh, all our different activities. We'll come back to our activities the in a second. The weather's been but. as fine as the flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, of course, Jeb Burnside is here. How you doing, Jeb? I'm fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm fine. I uh, had a wonderful day. Lots of sun. Lots of fun. Uh, lots of wind. Uh, uh, shopping, good friends. Uh, there's no wrong. There's nothing wrong here. Yeah, yeah. And also there's joining no us, downside to this. And also joining us in the hangar, someone who hasn't been with us for a while, but James Winbrandt is here. Hi, James. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. It's wonderful to be here. It's kind of like uh, spring has really finally started. Of yeah. course. Well, that's it, what they call it. They call it spring, spring break, break for, pilots. for pilots. Well, there you go. And and it really didn't warm up until you carpetbaggers showed up about <laughs> nine days ago. So thank you for that. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get a bag full of warm weather past a TSA guy? <laughs> well, they're used to dealing with hot air, right? Oh, 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 oh man. Bing. Windbrand, W-Y. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Jack Hodgson, and uh, I'm I'm filling out the gang of four here in the. Uh, Who's not at a UCAP World Headquarters? Not at World. Not well, there is. No. This is World. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a virtual world. It's a virtual yeah, no, no, no. World. It's a. It's a. It's mobile. A, it's a state of mind. It's a philosophical kind of thing. Vir- it, w- UCAP World Headquarters is wherever I am. <laughs> All right. And it's a place in all our hearts. In all of our hearts, that's right. We actually created, on, on uh, uh, there's a uh, social networking site called Foursquare, where you check in to physical locations, and we actually created a location in Foursquare called the Virtual Hangar. And we were hoping that people would actually be able to check in to the Virtual Hangar. Uh, unfortunately, because it's lost in the ether, no one can find the Virtual Hangar in order to check in there. I don't know where to work that out. Anyways, so... Uh, only day one here at Sun and Fun, but already a lot of things going on. Uh, the crowd seems pretty decent for a day one anyways. Uh, the weather's beautiful. There's a lot of exhibitors, a lot of airplanes here. Um, there were some announcements today on day one. Uh, the one that caught my attention the most was that Piper made some announcements. I don't know if you guys are up to speed on any of these things. Um, the note that I wrote down here is that Piper announced that uh, that they have increased their production of, uh, I guess, what, piston airplanes? and uh, Predominantly, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, they made that announcement. They made some announcement about synthetic vision. What was that all about? Do you know? No. No? I don't know whether they're adding this to it as a standard part of the package. I would imagine that they're like so many. Uh, I believe they're using the G1000 in their higher end, like the Malibu and the Meridian, the turboprop, yep. and yep. adding uh, synthetic vision to to that system because that's become the increasingly popular way to enhance the flight experience and Situational awareness, right? Because the picture will always show you what the terrain looks like according to what's in the database of the uh-huh. terrain. Yeah. And uh, do they offer the Avidyne option? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm wearing an Avidyne badge. I should ask them. And they had a little uh, a little ceremony. Piper did to uh, to ceremonially deliver the first Piper Sport today. Uh, so the their uh, new lights, their sport new LSA, light. which is. And which was uh, the, the, uh, a, a transition from the what was it called sport cruiser before? Yes, and, the uh, check check built. Yeah. Check. So and, uh, uh, I did bump into one of my buddies at Piper, who uh, was all excited that uh, things are up. Uh, he told me about seventy seventy five percent from two thousand nine. So far, is, this, so far this year. Yeah, which is one of those. Uh, like saying that your losses in Vegas are only 25 bucks instead of 100 uh, Nobody in the business, Piper included, is saying that business is back to 2008 levels. We may not see that before Social Security starts <laughs> running. Well, you'll, you'll get there before most of us. 
Um, Thank you very that, much. That, that said, uh, there's there's a lot of of uh, let's talk a little bit about the color of the show. There's a there's a lot of optimism. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we, we've seen some some I won't say good economic news, but we've seen economic news that uh, maybe indicates that we've we've hit the bottom and have maybe started trending back upward a little bit. The number of the, things the, are trending the, the right The way. Dow that earlier this week topped out at 11,000 or above 11,000. I think it's down a little bit today. Um, uh, the unemployment numbers have kind of gone up and down a little bit here over the last few weeks. And uh, um, the, the downside is a good thing. The upside is not so good. Um, there's there's more optimism here than there was even even three months ago. Yeah, and uh, uh, that's filtered in, I think, to Sun and Fun. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a good turnout. Uh, we haven't really talked about the show per se, but um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know that I had really any, any expectations coming in here, but uh, it's busy. Yeah, uh, there there are some people, you know, the Hangar E, Hangar Echo that we we've. Oh man. Check out. Oh, just look at that grumman. We're just departed. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. We're, we're sitting here on the on the deck of the EAA radio station, which Sun is and Fun Radio. Some, station. Uh, su- excuse me, uh, Sun and Fun Radio Station. Uh, I'm going to get email and tweets about that. Um, but um, sure. uh, we're somewhat removed from the flight line, but it is departure time for sure. a lot of people, and uh, uh, a lot of aircraft moving out. There was a grumman uh, uh, amphibious twin that just departed. Uh, Lake Amphibian uh, uh, going out also, not that we're in amphibian territory here. But, uh, I mean, the, the show overall for, for an opening day, um, uh, I think everybody should be very happy. There's good energy. There's good enthusiasm. Uh, spent a lot of today scoping out new avionics items yeah. for a couple of projects yeah. and was intrigued to see uh, some very innovative, very interesting new products, uh, kind of across the range from ultralight to experimental right. certificated airplanes. And there's a rule of thumb that uh, an old-timer taught me about the aviation business. If you're not developing new stuff in the downtime, you're falling behind in the uptimes. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be playing out here. Uh, and Jeb was talking about some indicators, some of the indicators that are not popular economic points uh, to, you know, like the Dow Jones uh, are aircraft values which seem to have stabilized mm-hmm. uh, uh, sales of pre-owned aircraft particularly turbine aircraft uh, seem to have bottomed out and have started to come back up uh, people probably are not going to start buying large volumes of new airplanes until their old airplanes can be sold so values bottoming out and starting to come back up sales activity starting to come back up banks getting comfortable that they can loan money on an airplane and not have it lose 15% six months later. Uh, that's helping things. So there are a lot of positive trends here that should result in things looking healthier in the next year. Yeah, yeah. I sh- James wants to send, but I just want to comment that uh, 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 Jeb noticing the amphib taking off was kind of uh, uh, prescient, if that's the right word or pronounce it right, because no sooner did that you airplane take I off. I know you use words like that. You said uh, supine, so I can. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's starting to be getting a little bit of a shower here. It's raining, uh, which is kind of cooling things off a little bit. It wasn't all that warm to begin with, but uh, but we are getting a little bit of shower. Um, no big deal. The airplanes are still continuing to depart to the. Uh, well, it's sunny out on, on, on runway 9 that they're departing I off I keep of. getting confused. What is that? That's east. That That's, yeah, they're okay. taking off on runway 9. Yeah, so steady stream of airplanes taking off that way. And uh, I'm just getting a little light shower here. Uh, 
remains to be seen what becomes of it. James, you were going to say something about... Uh, well, about just kind of a pointless little observation, but while we're talking about these indicators, what about... Uh, we've got military air show here, and what about our airsats uh, militia people and believing in the end times? Well, if the end times are here, might as well buy an airplane. Why hold on to the money? There you go. There you go. There's a marketing strategy we can all get behind. <laughs> the, the end is near. Go fly. And my, con- my contention is that if you fly a lot, the end keeps getting farther away. There you go. There's that, but if the end times are really here, then you don't even need a BFR. I mean, what the heck? There you go. Go fly. Yeah. They, yeah. Or something like that. Uh, <laughs> we're rattling Jack. Any, any other announcements? Uh, <laughs> we're on the radio no, no, now. We have to be no, careful. No, vi- we're not advocating violating the FAR, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Anybody hear any other announcements to, today? Any other press press conferences and whatnot? Uh, your friends at Abidine, they must have some news for us. Well, they, they uh, announced just before uh, uh, the AEA, Aircraft Electronics Association Convention in Orlando, week prior to this that they were enhancing their release nine system and they're showing those enhancements here uh uh and i'd go into more detail except i'm drinking one of their malt beverages right now and couldn't recite them correctly uh-huh. so uh-huh. I'll, I'll i'll hold that for later i should comment that uh, we've now heard from uh, will hawkins uh, a podcaster and, and filmmaker uh, will hawkins checked in saying hi and uh, he's not in town yet he is a uh, been delayed by some other business, but he'll be later here later in the week. Uh, we've got an uh, email that's come in from, uh, from Andrew. It says, uh, 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 hello, Dave. Uh, my name is Andrew from Hanover, Massachusetts, and I've been listening to uh, Sun and Fun Radio all day long. Keep up the good work. Andrew at uh, Airport uh, Golf Hotel Golf. I wonder what that would be, Golf Hotel Golf. Hanover, I know Hanover, Mass. You is down got south your of Boston. iPad, man. I mean, all right. Doesn't it do everything? It does except do, make a phone call. It does do everything except make a phone call. Yeah. Other announcements. What have we heard about? <laughs> oh, we got another email here. Let's see. Uh, this is from. Oh, this is from our buddy Rico. Rico Shakari. Shark. <laughs> says uh, easy for you to say. Says, it's, uh, he says it sounds great. Can't wait to see you on Friday afternoon. He'll be along as well. Good. So good. Uh, well, hi uh, to everybody out there. It's so great. Uh, it really is a great uh, virtual hangar here. Yeah. So keep talking. We gotta. They can't have dead air here while I'm looking up. Uh, uh, what was it? What did I say? Golf kilo golf. Golf, golf hotel, hotel golf. golf. Golf hotel golf. Golf hotel. You can look up both of them for that matter. Okay, golf hotel golf. And just while I'm at it. If you turn 45 degrees to the uh-huh. right, you're facing north. That way. That's, That's north. north. That's yeah. north. That's north. Yeah. That's north. So the problem is, for some reason, my mind wants my, my, my bird magnetivity, my bird magnetometer mm-hmm. thing is not functioning properly because I want to think that's north for some Jack's, reason. That is north. I, I mean, I want to think that's east for some reason. <laughs> See, I'm confused. I'm sorry. Jack's brain have, is not have, Golf Hotel have Golf. Another, have Jack's, Jack's brain does not have a slaved HSI. So. Golf Hotel Golf is Marshfield Municipal Airport in Marshfield, Massachusetts, which, yeah, is down in that area. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, so, cool. uh, anyways. Um, other announcements? Uh, things we've seen here? has been wandering around? Well, been wandering around a lot. Um, um, got some but not inter- wondering why. Some some interesting products. Um, uh, one item uh, Dave and I uh, came up on was uh, um, a uh, a portable. Um, uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, I'd call it an electronic flight. I, I was going to go the EFB route for lack of a better description, but. Uh, um, this is, uh, I think, $400, $500, $500, um, like uh, um, 
maybe a hundred dollars a year uh, subscri- annual su- subscription for fresh charts and whatnot in it, but you get sectionals, you get low altitude in route charts, you get uh, approach plays. Approach plays, eighty nine bucks a year. Eighty nine bucks a year. Um, the um, the uh, form factor of this is. Um, um, I don't know. It's larger than the Garmin Era that I've seen. Quite a bit. Uh, quite a bit, quite yeah. A bit, yeah. I'd say it's seven inches diagonal. I was going to say about five and a half or six okay. diagonal. Okay. Uh, it's smaller than the Honeywell Aviator Ace. It's larger than the Little Aviator or a Garmin Era. Uh, it's a little slar- smaller than a Garmin 696-695. Yeah, it, it is smaller than the 696. But it's also lighter. It's far less expensive. Right. It's got its built-in GPS engine. Uh, it shows you all the plates, charts, in route. Uh, what do we call those things? Sectionals. Sectionals, the visual charts, yeah. Visual charts. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we also saw a couple of other that are class one electronic flight bags that were somewhat larger. Touch screen, all of them. All right, uh, right. Seem to have pretty easy operating interfaces, and it's really nice to see some EFB products finally starting to come out and make the market really competitive. And these aren't cobbled together systems where you got to do this and add that to make it play the charts. Ch- charts they just come that way. Right. Right, and it will be, uh, uh, hopefully, anyway, I'm going to try to investigate a little bit more about that uh, uh, later in the week, uh, maybe try to get a demo of it. Uh, but this is called the iFly 700 from uh, Adventure Pilot, uh, is the name of the company, apparently, uh, adventurepilot.com and or um, uh, iFlyGPS.com. Um, interesting little device. It's, it's one, of the, one of the things I had time to take, a, to take some quality time and, and, and spend with today. Is the is the appearance of more and more of these things the result of multiple choice question here? Um, you know, uh, advances in technology that make it possible. Uh, the marketplace is demanding it. Uh, you know, so far else. it's a, so far it's an all of the above answer. Yeah, I think also it's it's uh, some advances in the economics of of the manufacturing and the in the putting together the package, the software package, the the, the data packages. Um, I, I, stop me anywhere in here, Dave, if you disagree. The uh, the gentleman at the booth that we were looking at uh, this product with um, had mentioned that this is a product that uh, had originally been designed for automotive use, um, and uh, it was it came out of either Korea or China. I, I don't recall, but they were mod- mod- choosing which mods to to make uh, relative to the product, and uh, they kept a few things in that were were. Uh, Perhaps more suited to the automotive market, but uh, kind of intriguing possibilities that those those uh, particular right, options. Like the video are, input from uh, a lipstick. Vid- video input from a lipstick lipstick camera, and we were uh, the guy was talking about. Well, you know, put this uh, uh, in, in the cowling for a for a tail dragger, and you can kind of see uh, what's what you're taxing, uh, what's in front of you when you're taxing. And, and I'm like, well, you know, put the thing in the cowling and see what the engine's doing. See if there's any in, you know. I was uh, thinking put it on the passenger side of the glare shield, and yeah. then you can tell when the passenger's getting green that, that, without having to that, take your eyes off the panel. Put it, put it uh, you know, in the, in the tail cone, aiming aft, and you can see what's coming up behind you. Yeah, that was his idea. Yeah. He wants yeah. to put it in the back so he can see who he's outrunning. Right, right. Uh, uh, see, see them, you know, disappear in the distance. But what we're seeing here is what's generally a natural 
progression in product development. Right. The early EFBs that were available uh, predominantly were geared to uh, the, the, the Class 2, Class 3, where they're hooked to the airplane or mounted in the airplane for uh, airline pilots, uh, turbine drivers. We're finally starting to see a wealth of Class 1 EFB solutions, which allow you to take off without all the paperwork, with charts, plates, sectionals, and be legal, and if it's got the battery power, be safe for the whole trip. And the price point continues to come down. Some of them are more functional than others. Some of them geo-reference and others don't. Mm-hmm. And the geo-reference is not a necessary thing for a Class 1 EFB, but if you're using it in the cockpit and it can show you where the airplane is on an approach plate, instead of you looking at the approach plate and then discerning where you are from the instruments in the panel, that's a good thing for your situational awareness. Huge. Yeah. 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 I, I think also people are kind of getting tired of having to keep up with charts and always make sure they've got the latest ones at a time when finally the technology is easy enough and, and at the right price point, as you were saying, so you can get all that stuff and have it right in front of you without having to keep your subscriptions going and coming through the mail. Now, the, what, do, what does happen if your charts are not current if you don't have a current subscription you have to do something to sort of over and when you fire it up does it uh, ask you to sort of admit that you're not using current information it'll tell you the charts out of date you can download an update by just plugging it in dear friend of the show has arrived former acting administrator Barry Valentine is yeah. with us. Evening Barry, how you doing? Good, how are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. We understand you're a busy guy this year, yeah. racing around and seems to be busy and I want to be in a way. Uh-huh. What you been up to? Um, well, today was uh, my usual routine of starting out in the exhibit hall to do the first peruse through, just to right. see what's there. Right. Yeah. serious. And the same with the airplanes around here, and then tomorrow I'll slow it down a bit and take uh-huh. a look. Yeah, that's great. But it's all about airplanes and airplane people. How's life been? You been flying? Been flying. I was flying the what, flying a couple of weeks ago. Uh huh. What what are you flying these days? I don't uh, think just it... a 172 SP. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, we and, also uh, fly out of the Eastern Shore over in Maryland. Right. You're over there in the uh, peninsula. And yeah. uh, what kind of flying do you do? Do you like do hundred dollar hamburger flying, or do you go do cross country to visit people or business? It's or? mostly hundred dollar hamburger flying. Yeah, that's okay. You know, that's or, me too. Or, or fifty dollar breakfast or whatever uh-huh. know, sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, we also always ask about your interior decorating job in your hangar and. Whether you're doing anything in there or... It's no, 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 no. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of traveling lately, more so than I like to, and I've been probably out of the country a third of the time since the first of the year, so... Where have you been going? What's... Um, been going to the uh, Republic of Azerbaijan. Really? Okay. And I just got back from a trip to uh, Singapore and Jakarta, Indonesia. Are, are these for sort of... A- Aviation consultancy kind yes. of? Yes, they are. Yeah, it's business. Can you give us a little bit of thumbnail about what you're doing? Well, the work in uh, Azerbaijan is with their Civil Aviation Authority. Um, they have uh, both a passenger airline and a cargo airline that would like to start service to the U.S. Before they can do that, they will have to be assessed by the FAA to determine that they meet international safety standards of oversight capability. And uh, and then some work to be done in that area, so that's what we're doing. We're over there helping them get up to standards. And does the subject of general aviation ever come up when you're talking to people there, or is that kind of... Uh, not very much other than um, they've, they've got some um, business jets that they charter. But that is, quite frankly, the extent of 
general aviation in the Republic. Yeah, you'll change that for us. It's a little different than what we're used to. Um, It's a country of 8 million people. There are about 150 airplanes and about 300 pilots in a country of 8 million people. Wow. Well, so a guy could maybe build a career there if he could speak as a Bajani. There's certainly room for growth. (laughs) (laughs) Barry, you... I'm not sure how much you follow this, so it may not be a fair question, and, and you know, and, and do a go around if you're not. But are you following much the progress on next gen and the funding that uh, the funding work that's being done? It, and if so, what do you think of the progress that's being made? Um, interesting, you ask because there are a couple of, of events in Washington coming up that are next gen focused, and uh, and I think people who are probably in around D.C. pay more attention to that in terms of of uh, how that's all going to be pulled off from an economic perspective than, than, than people uh, maybe away from Washington. Um, it's getting quite a lot of attention, at least uh, within government agencies and within Congress. And, and you've seen all of the, you know, the, the deadlines. We're going to hit this by 2012 and something by 2015. And everybody seems to be pushing in that direction. I mean, the, the big question is, how do you pay for all that? And who pays for all of that? Mm-hmm. And so that discussion continues. So. I saw a presentation last week at a different event, at a different association's convention, where uh, there were some economic models described that they were basically making the argument that the savings for this is going to be are, are going to be so dramatic, so quickly once the system's in place that the airlines will save enough to pay for it themselves and. SGA pilots, maybe not so much, but we're going to have to come along if we want to use the system as well. Uh, there's been a lot of lobbying for some help on that, but I just don't see that happening. Am I wrong? Well, you know, one of the experiences I had, uh, and, you, and you've all seen this happen as well, particularly when I was with the FAA, is um, by law, you know, for example, the FAA is required to to do a cost-benefit analysis of, of any not only of regulations but of programs and so forth, with the assumption being that the you know benefit should outweigh the cost somewhere along the line. And there's a branch of the organization that, that has all of the economists and the analysts, and they'll come up with numbers. Invariably, industry will disagree with those numbers, um, saying that they're you know that the, the ratio is completely off, and with a different set of numbers. So that debate goes on and on and on, and there's no way to know until you, some years later when you look back. You know who it was that was right and who it was wrong, and at that point it may be too late, depending on how it all happened. Well, one of the one of the uh, examples that was underpinning the argument was Southwest Airlines recently equipping all their aircraft to use WAS and LPV approaches, and their involvement in actually writing LPV approaches for four specific airports that, according to that, their calculations, will trim an average of. And, uh, this is not a joke three minutes per segment that has to use those approaches or is able to use those approaches and the calculations went into the fuel savings and the route savings in the three minutes and how quickly that would add up to more money saved in fuel than I think it was the 175 million that Southwest put into updating its aircraft. That's a pretty compelling set of numbers that will not bode well for the industry argument if it proves that to be true in the long term. Well, I, I, I'm not an expert on, uh, on airline economics, but, um, you know, an airline... No, no one else is either. <laughs> <laughs> I say the airlines aren't an expert at that. But, but um, 
you know, and I felt like Southwest has fairly short legs segments. So three minutes it ends up being, you know, a measurable percentage of their activity times however many flights they fly per year. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah, it adds up because when you you know when you're talking about fuel and hundreds of gallons an hour, yeah. three minutes turns into some really significant numbers multiplied by multiple segments per day, 365 days per year, uh, and I think the argument was that they would save enough to pay for this in about two years, two and a half years, and yeah. you kind of sit back and went, first I'm glad I'm not paying their fuel bill, and second. That can't be a happy outcome for the argument that's being made by some of their competitors about how this needs to be underwritten by some help from the federal government. So this obviously isn't going to get solved anytime soon. It's going to give us plenty to work on. One of the issues that still remains is, you you, you know, with that system, you're going to have much, much more efficient movement of traffic um, throughout the airspace system. Sooner or later, though, they're all going to end up on that same runway somewhere. The runway acceptance rate is is the one thing that I haven't seen addressed in any meaningful way there. When until you can do something to make a runway accept more airplanes per hour than they're rated to now, all that airspace efficiency still kind of gets choked down by the filter of the runway end. Well, doesn't the separation between them become reduced under these standards, which would well, wake turbulence basically ultimately limits the degree of separation you can have between trailing airplanes. It, it, it takes so Not long for, for an airplane, you know, doing 120 knots to touch down, decelerate, brake, turn off the runway before the next one can touch down. Where it may help most of all is in inclement weather, where today runway acceptance rates tends to drop. So instead of doing, say, 80 flights an hour, you may only do 40. If you can maintain the same separation standards in IMC that they're using in BMC, then there's some compelling uh, uh, argument there that it will actually help at the runway end in the long term. And with synthetic and enhanced vision, that certainly yeah. should be doable as that well. En- enhanced vision, enhanced flight vision systems in particular are, are, are very key in that. Yeah. If you can turn the system into a virtual VFR program. Now, now you're now you're talking. Exactly. Now you can do the, exactly. You know the things that uh, uh, allow you to, to to note the difference that you get. For example, I know I, I uh, having been from New England, uh, noticed the impact that Logan Airport used to have on regional airports in New England. Sure, when it sure. went IFR, everything was fine until it went bad, and it cut their their ability to absorb traffic dramatically anytime the, the weather would turn bad. So, well, and it. Synthetic vision is, is certainly got a, a, some major benefits, some potential benefits for it, but it still won't tell you anything that's not in the database. Right, so enhanced vision. And that's vision where enhanced has vision sure. has to come into play. And there are people working on systems right now that are going to be available probably before year's end that will put a synthetic vision image on a heads-up display along with the primary flight display data. So you can't. So you can make the landing without taking your eyes off the outside environment. In under the FAA's current rules, you can pick up an extra hundred feet in ceiling. So instead of being cut off at 200, ceiling can be down to 100, and you can still manage the landing, which will in some circumstances, improve the runway acceptance rate. And we're seeing the merged synthetic and enhanced vision systems now coming into higher-end business jets. Yeah, I believe it's Rockwell Collins that's doing a system called Fusion that merges them together. Uh, and well, synthetic vision, if it's played right, is 
definitely a key to the kingdom. Uh, or enhanced vision. Synthetic vision, it's kind of like adding detail to the video game. Because yeah. unless that truck on the runway or that deer crossing the runway happens to be in the database when right. it's needed, <laughs> it's not going to show up. Right. I mean, certainly it's going to be great in places if you're maneuvering around mountains because the mountain is exactly. there, whether it's exactly. you know, a current database or an older one. But, yes, when you get into cell towers, when you get into the deer crossing the runway, obviously those are things sure. synthetic vision yeah. is not going to pick if up. If you're worried about it. cell towers and deer crossing the runway, you already got a whole different set of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, we uh, once as we seem to do here in Lakeland, we we kidnapped you as you were wandering by here. I'm sure you were on your way to some crucial, important evening meeting. It's called a porta potty. Oh, well, <laughs> That's it really about is crucial. Then we'll get my life. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, we appreciate you stopping by, uh, and uh, maybe you can. Uh, we're we're doing these daily podcasts now. I think we were in the process of trying to arrange some evening that you would join us for that, and uh, and we would love to do that as well. They just gave me a different microphone. Was mine like? Having troubles? Oh, this one's much better, they tell me. All right. Um, hopefully you'll be able to join us. Uh, and you still don't have a Wilga. <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, That's a little story between yeah. Dave and Ned. Uh, uh, from my perspective, you're the one that came up with the notion of everyone needs three airplanes, a fast airplane, a slow airplane, and an upside-down airplane. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but, but, this, but that notion has been embraced by a number of different right. folks around the, uh, the Internet community, and it's become a meme. where It's like a, a starting place for conversations in the hangar, and uh, um, a lot of people are using it. I know uh, some folks that are putting together a, uh, a uh, uh, aviation camp called AcroCamp that's going to be for... Uh, for sort of in a three-day intensive learn-how-to-fly aerobatics kind of thing. Um, and the, the screening process, part of the screening process for selecting who would be able to participate in the first one of these involved the question of what would be your three airplanes, fast, slow, and upside down. So uh, have yours changed any in the last Oh, I, they, they change around periodically. I had a feeling. So what would be today's three? Oh, God. Um, you know, for a fa- it depends on whether I want the fast airplane just for me or whether I want somebody to go along for the ride. So that really <laughs> I mean, I mean, but you know, I I, I don't want to get into brand names around here because I sure. need to yeah. be on the safe side. But I, some, there are some things parked here on the field that would certainly meet my uh, fast criteria. But you know, for slow, it's I don't know, it could be a J3 or a Champ or you know, or Stearman. I I kind of like I like air, you know, so I like something that I can either see their open cockpit or. Or, or open put the, the door doors on. down in, sure. uh-huh. you know, for, yep. the, for the slow flying, low and slow, and and uh, for the pleasure that only people who fly low and slow know that as you can smell things when you fly low and slow, you can you know, I, some guys I've in a backyard that. barbecue yeah. going, you you can you can know what they know what they're barbecuing. Or yeah, there's nothing like the flying. There. There's nothing like flying the approach into the uh, Dodge City, Kansas airport and coming in over the cattle pens to, <laughs> to remind you. That, I think that's yeah. probably not what he's talking about. Yeah. But okay, yeah. I mean, I think you guys know. I years ago I had a Stearman, and I could I could do the slow and the upside down of the Stearman, so I could actually get a twofer out of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, would the fast be? A piston or a turbine? Because you you fly that that uh, that fast turbine stuff too. Yeah, um, it, it could be either. I mean, there's uh, an air, airplane over here from the Pacific Northwest origin. <laughs> um, you know that uh, uh, looks pretty uh, pretty slick parked over here. That's a piston. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it'll, a, it'll a rebranded it'll, airplane. It's one of those airplanes sort of... that looks fast parked. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you know those burn the least fuel of all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when yeah. they're parked, right? When they're yeah. parked, right. When exactly. they're parked, yeah. So, so. yeah. So, but uh, 
you know, I still have my my uh, my fantasies. The other one I had was um, it would be neat to have a hangar, a lar- very large one, obviously, full of airplanes powered traditionally by a 450 horse Pratt and Whitney, and think of what you could put in there. Yeah. Think about that. Just yeah. just dwell on that. How many different airplanes out here? You know, because I like round engines. Have a you know have the R. 985 and they mark their territory better than anything else. That's right. Think about it. And it would be fun to have a hangar full of, you know, on the outside of the hangar, it just says, you know, 450 or 450 BW Central. Or 985 or 450. And just have a hangar full of airplanes, just, you know, as a category. Oh, well, you could start with a converted Stearman and go to a Twin Beach. Well, Stearman Twin Beach, the Haviland Beaver, yep. Spartan Executive, uh, you know, Howard, um, and just all kinds. Ooh, I would have never thought of the Howard. Uh oh. Sorry about that. Uh oh. Okay, that means I'm a well, never mind. I won't <laughs> I spilled somebody's coffee. So. <laughs> well, thank you for stopping by. Well, my and pleasure. It's, it's good to see you guys pleasure. as always, and, likewise. Uh, and uh, we'll see you through the, as the week goes yeah, on we'll, here. We'll, we'll, we'll be here. early in the week and uh, we'll get together again uh, somehow, some way. Okay, very Thank good. you very much. We'll let you continue you, on your mission. Thank you. I, I'm a, I really need to now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Barry. And, 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 Barry, you show up at the. Uh, Structure next door to the Sun and Fun radio station. The first round's mine. Okay, sir. Thank you. All right. That's Barry Valentine, a good friend of the podcast, and uh, among, well, just many, many credits to his uh, resume. To his career. Some resume. things to his yeah. credit. Uh, a great guy. A lot and, of fun. And, 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 uh, and knows his stuff. Tuned in and, to and, the aviation And, and to give Barry all the credit that he's due. He took a long detour on that nature call to come by he here on yeah, the podcast. I hadn't realized that was the... Uh, the, 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 his ultimate goal, so uh, we thank him. So let's see now. Uh, Here's another friend of the show coming by, Dr. Peggy Shembrain. We wanted to say hello. Oh, hi. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're heading over for the evening program for Women of the Year. Oh, here, join us for a second here. We're, okay. uh, and you can tell all the listeners about what we're what doing is the Uncontrolled Airspace Hangar Flying Podcast. Oh, oh, this could be dangerous. You're, you're, very right? much yeah. could be you're dangerous. live on the radio see? and the all internet. Right. And being recorded for the that, internet. That's right. Well, just being recorded <laughs> for posterity. Evening program. The first night here at Southern Fund. It's called Women of the Air, and we have first a panel of wasps. We've got four of the uh, World War II Women Air Force Service are pilots. The, are these the ladies who were on here on the deck? There earlier? were three oh, of them here earlier, and another yes. one. And then there's yeah. two coming in later tonight. They may or may not get here in time to get on stage, but we're going to recognize them and let them tell some of their stories. And then right after that, we have another panel, uh, including Carol Ann Garrett, who flew or set a record in sure, the mini airplane sure. around the world about a year and a half ago. Did it twice. Twice, right. That's right. Uh, Martha King will be on the panel. Great. And most everyone heard Martha sure. King of King Schools. And then um, Elaine Morrow, who's past president of the 99s, will talk a little about their organization and their programs. And then I'll talk a little bit about women aviation and our scholarships and what we're doing. So, Wonderful. Peggy, I can tell by how fast you're talking you need to go. <laughs> we got to go get mic'd up. So it's program starts officially at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh-huh. So if you're here on the grounds and you're listening, we'll see you at 8 over at the pavilion. Excellent. Great. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you, Peggy. Thank, Thank you. you, Peggy. Everybody wanders by tell you. the deck at Sun and Fun Radio eventually. That's great. You can see all the world from the radio station at Sun That's and right. Fun. That's right. And if you can't see it from here... So it doesn't really matter. On the daily last night, we talked for a few minutes about um, a lot of things. Is it Dale Snodgrass? Yeah. Dale. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dale and his new Jet Act, and James was telling me that he heard an interesting little bit of scuttlebutt floating around. Not, not scuttlebutt. Well, it's exactly, not scuttlebutt. Uh, I got a call from a good mutual friend up in St. Augustine, where I've been uh, spending the winter, and uh, where Dale is based out of. And Dale, he was flying the Paris jet earlier today, but it is part of a two-ship 
formation right. that, that they will be doing air shows with. Dale needs a ride back to St. Augustine tonight. So I got a call saying, are you going back to no. St. Augustine tonight? And do you know anybody who is? So any listeners out there who are in the Sun and Fun area? Right. Now, when you first told this to me, my first thought was, wait a minute, what's the story? He's got a jet. Why does he need to? But the issue is he's got to go back and pick up the other jet. That's my understanding, yes, so he can bring the second jet. Now, but I don't know where now the second pilot Now, you're going to ask the obvious is. question, Jeff. Yes, where's the other pilot? Well, no, that's not the obvious question I was going to ask, although that is certainly an obvious question. I was going to simply comment that I believe I saw the Paris jet out here during the air show. But there's two of them. I understand. I yeah. saw one. Yeah, right. One, one of them which flew. Indica- yeah, th- th- which tells me, yeah, that he needs to go get the other one. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, okay. But the person who's flying the second one in the show should be able to bring it. You would think, unless he or she is already here, or unless he or she is coming in later in the week. Then why doesn't Dale fly that person back to St. Augustine in the first Paris jet? Logistics. All right. I guess. James, how you doing? I'm doing great, and it's I... been so long since you've been on the podcast, I know. and it's lar- the technical problem. Uh, it's a bad excuse, but it's true that uh, that we've just kind of that we actually had you on one night. Oh, that's right. Dave wants me to package this up as a, as a little mini podcast because he thinks it's so <laughs> hilarious. The the the, the weird. Connection problems and interference and 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 Skype problems we had that night to Dave made you sound like Max Headroom, you know, where your your voice was skipping around and and going back and forth, and it was just it was um, and and although it was somewhat comical to listen to, it, we were unable to to hear what you were saying. It was also painful. Well, that was yeah. probably better that you were unable to understand. Yeah, what oh I was no, saying. no, that's never the case. But uh, but so uh, as a result, you haven't been on the podcast for quite some time. How have you been? What's going on with life? Uh, well, I've been. Here we go. What's that? LL39, I think? It looks... Oh, I think that's an F5. 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 Uh, doing a uh, sort of medium pass T-T-38. level and, and, down the and, runway. And real quick before we get past this, Team MS760 is Dale Snodgrass's... Oh, okay. so be looking for them on the air show circuit because it's going right. to be one heck of a show. I, I was just... I'm sorry, can we, there we go. Uh, I was just passed uh, another email that's come in that says uh, someone has successfully found the UCAP virtual hangar in Foursquare. So that's a good All right. Sign. Everyone should go and find the uh, and try and, and uh, check in there. And Dave Allen is, uh, oh, I see what we, we actually have to have a break. What a concept, it's huh? It's a radio station. Yeah. All right, so we're, uh, real quickly, we're, let's see, we were talking about, oh, we were talking, catching up with James, and we're going to continue to catch up with James in just a few. You want to do that now, David? Break now? Yeah, okay. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to be back here on the deck in just a couple minutes. Uh, you're listening to Sun and Fun Radio and a very special episode of the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast. Send lineys. You're listening to Sun and Fun Radio, WPEP 788, 15, 10 a.m., Lakeland, Florida. Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, with a membership base of more than 415,000 or Standards District Office building in the corner of Sun and Fun Drive and Laird. And we're back live on the porch here at Sun and Fun Radio with Uncontrolled Airspace, the General Aviation Podcast. Um, this is 
doing this live so people can hear at the same time is kind of cool. Uh, we're hearing from all kinds of great people. We heard from, I just got a phone call from uh, from uh, Jonathan H., uh, Navy on pilot, a uh, good friend of the podcast. John, hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he says hi. Uh, we heard from Mobile, Alabama, by way of, uh, of email. Uh, I believe it was from Tony. Tony. Who hooked us up with, who Jeb and I hooked us up a year ago with the uh, Aeroshell rides. Team. Yeah. That was a lot of, a lot of fun. We heard on Twitter from our friend Jeff Ward, uh, who couldn't make it down here That's for right. uh, for the fly-in. Scoffrey Jet, uh, who does our show notes, uh, checked in. Yeah, we've so, we've uh, even gotten a, a pithy comment or two out of somewhere in, in, in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, <laughs> something about doggy augers. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, yeah, those, uh, yeah, the guys from that other air show up the road are still having fun with... Yeah. Well, and 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 Chevin is send send all you want, guys. Rick, Fareed, uh, Phil, uh, we 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 will take them as they come. That's right. So, James, what's going on? So you you flew your airplane down. You're wintering in St. Augustine, as you do. Yes. And you flew your airplane down here today. Yeah. And uh, tell us what's going on with your airplane. You you, you sent it in to be waxed. This is what I want to hear about. Well, uh, detailed, detailed. I, you may recall last winter oh, I was having a, a fuel pump issue that kept me pretty much grounded the whole winter season down here. So I drove to Lakeland for sun and fun last year. Quite a different experience. Uh, and the plane did not go over to wing waxers as it usually does during sun and fun, therefore. And, yes, I've washed it somewhat myself, but I am not a professional aircraft detailer. Wing waxers. Wing waxers. So uh, this year, had the, the, the plane's been doing great. Came Wax out of on. Slats down. There you go. What's it called again? It's uh, uh, wing waxers, right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And uh, Barry across the field, who has the wing waxers here at Lakeland, has been doing a, a great job on the Mooney for the last few years. So the Mooney was very eager to come back and, and get a nice bath. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so I loved hearing about your, your shopping at the mall today and looking at all the new avionics. I was a little delayed because I spent my uh, first hour or so of sun and fun at Circling Lake Parker. Right. Apparently I arrived... At the same time, the Thunderbirds did, and and for some reason, they got priority to land over me. I, you know, I, I can't imagine why that would be. That the what, uh... what they were doing, I, I think they should be reported. I mean, they were flying very low and very fast. Oh, and, 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 and they were standard pattern. Yeah, I, I, you know, someone should turn them in. Yeah. I, so. And I wonder if their mechanics know that all their engines smoked. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They did quite a little show there. Just a little, it was supposed to be theory, just a rival thing. And it's sort of a, you know, here we are. But they did a bunch of passes and, uh, uh, you know, a, a few of the little little routines from their show. Uh, the big crossing pass over show center and some other things. It was kind of fun. Very from, loud. From Lake Parker, you could not see them at all. I was looking. As I was, that's why they kept you at Lake Parker. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> idea. Point. Good point. Yeah. But by definition, you couldn't even make, you couldn't even make visual contact yeah. with them. Every 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 one of those Thunderbirds airplanes has a little bumper sticker on it. That says if, if you, you can read this bumper you're sticker, too close. Yeah, right, yeah. you're reported. <laughs> <laughs> if you can read this, <laughs> you, you won't read it for long. Right. Yeah. So you were coming about something else about uh, from from your world uh, that. Uh, 
Uh, Patty Wagstaff is one of the performers here at the show. Yes. Um, uh, but some interesting developments in, in Patty's world, and that maybe you know the, we're going to get fewer and fewer opportunities to see her do her, her air show. Act. I, I think that's probably true. I think this is one of, going to be one of the few shows this season where, where people will have an opportunity to see Patty Wagstaff perform because Patty has uh, taken a, a job as well as air show pilot. She is now a firefighter with Cal Fire. She is going to be uh, working to control forest fires uh, from the air out in uh, California. She's starting with an OV-10 where she will be piloting the fire controller who flies above the fire and calls in the various assets as they're needed to go right. and, and drop, whether it's the Mars water bomber or some smaller aircraft. And from there, she will be progressing to uh, aerial tanker fire bombers. Right. And this is not, uh, you, were, you were telling me that this is not uh, a, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but a publicity thing. This is not like her being a spokesperson or something. No, this she's is a, going to be. This is a career change. She's passionate about this work. And, very uh, much so. And uh, it is highly competitive. So uh, my understanding is there were a lot of people up for this job. Certainly the Cal Fire folks knew of her of her career as her experience as an aerobatic champion yes and so they knew she could fly yes and i think they probably viewed it as a positive but uh she's very excited about about doing this i i'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm trying to picture her in a smoky bear suit going only you can prevent forest fires okay well on that note is, is there something you want to add that was, that was dave higdon h-i-g-d-o-n yeah, okay. uh-huh uh, what else is going on here? Jeb, you and I went shopping with the ladies. We went shopping with the ladies. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of an interesting little mission. Uh, yeah. A couple friends of yours from, uh, neighbors. from Hidden River, neighbors, neighbors yeah. um, um, were looking for advice on how to go about shopping. for. Well, we should set the scene here. Well, 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 yeah, the, the, the scene is um, <laughs> one of these women um, is living, living back at home now. Lovely ladies. Um, and her father has a little champ. That has recently been resurrected after sitting dormant for a couple of years. Yeah, it needs uh, a couple of uh, um, things, and we were kind of looking around, you know, see what the market might have, uh, uh, and and for replacing a couple of things in a panel mm -hmm. and, and uh, this kind of thing. So I was getting, you know, walking them around to uh, some of the, the likely vendors, likely suspects, if you will, for for some of these parts. Yeah, and getting prices and availability, and you know, what do you have in the back, and you know, what do we have to mail off for, and you know, what's the shipping, and you know, just just the general air show kind of shopping uh, uh, in, uh, in in uh, uh, inquisition, if you will. Um, the other young lady um, is uh, on the throes of of signing the paperwork. Uh, hopefully later this week uh, for an older 172. Um, it's an airplane that uh, um, I've, I've seen before. Um, um, Lee, my mechanic. Uh, the um, satanic mechanic. The, the man, man in, in black. black. The man in black. The satanic mechanic. <laughs> uh, he and I have been through that airplane a little bit um, and um, uh, buying it from an estate, uh, as it turns out. But um, hopefully she'll take possession of it this week. It needs a few things. So one oh, thing she's going to get her pilot's license. And she, well, she is she is pre solo. She, yep. is pre, she is pre-solo. She's had a little bit of time in the aforementioned champ, but uh, has not soloed in, uh, in anything and, and is, is uh, dedicated to, to knocking out her private here in the very near future. So uh, this is all, of course, in the little airport community that I, I, I live at. 
Uh, and these are, these young ladies are actually turn out to be neighbors. So we were shopping around, you know, trying to find out some of the things, you know, that, that she wants, she needs. She's looking to try to get a handheld transceiver. Okay. So we talked to the ICOM people. Smart. Talked to the ICOM people at length. Um, uh, she needs tires for the airplane. It's one of the, one of the, you know, just first maintenance things that Lee and I are going to try to help her with. Uh, so we were talking to people at Desser about getting a set of tires for, and tubes. And, New skins. Uh, shipped in. And um, there's a couple of other things that we were shopping around for, a couple of extra parts and, and things like that, just uh, <clears throat> just so we can get the airplane airworthy and, and uh, get, start getting it sorted out for her. Uh, and that's, I spent, you know, Jack and I wandering around with them. It was a to- totally enjoyable afternoon. It was very pleasant. Yeah. It was very pleasant. Uh, a couple hours uh, just, you know, shopping around and, and asking dumb questions and things like that. It was so pleasant we forgot we were supposed to go meet Dave. And uh, and, and we missed a couple of uh, things. Yeah. We were well, literally walking and, down yeah. the way to a place where we were going to meet Dave, and we bumped into these ladies, and we were chatting with them, and they explained they had some problems, and we said, oh, well, we'll help you. And two hours later, it's like, Jeb well, we and, were supposed to meet Dave. We're, Jeb and Jack to the rescue. That's right. We and you, damsels in distress. You 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 made a wise choice, <laughs> but so uh, you missed out on one of the great sun and fun traditions. What's that? Well, we will we will we don't need to talk about that right now, do we? Well, a little bit. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> the opening day opening of old muzzleloader. Yeah. As provided by my dear old friend Chuck Slisarchik of CGS, formerly of CGS Aviation. Chuck sold the company last year just before Summit Fun and wasn't here for uh, the 2009 event. But he's back for 2010 and brought a very limited, very limited supply of muzzleloader. And first off, Great shout-out to Chuck. Wonderful to see you. I'll be back over there in Paradise City later in the week, and we'll pick up the conversation where we left off today. But it was a great, great thing, not only to see Chuck, but to be able to ascertain the effectiveness of muzzleloader still to this day. <laughs> we did not try to run an aircraft engine on it out of concerns about the engine's health. We wouldn't want it to melt down. I think it was more out of concern about wasting the muzzle Yeah, that would be loader. a savage that's... waste of muzzle loader. <laughs> well, that's the second thing, yeah. Yeah. So, let's see. We just heard from uh, by email from uh, Mike Morgan, our uh, disclaimer maestro, or one of them anyways. And uh, all the gang is checking in. It's awesome. I like it. Fabulous, guys. Keep, keep, those, keep those cards and letters and tweets and beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was I was helping out here at the radio station throughout the day doing some interviews, and one of the uh, folks we uh, interviewed was the head of the uh, Seaplane Pilots Association, uh, who was here talking about uh, all the different seaplane activities. Jeb, uh, you, you found your airplane yet? I have not. Um, I think, you know, we were talking a moment ago with Barry about... Uh, a fast one, a slow one, an upside-down one. I think we also have to add a fourth one. We have to have a wet one. A wet one, yeah. Well, I think I would go with, like, the Zodiac Ultralight, because then you got you can really go anywhere with I that. Saw that, yeah. And you can then, you know, put the top down and just use it as a Zodiac, get into all sorts of shallow draft areas. And when you need to just fly it right back by your yacht. Well... And have the Davids <laughs> pick it up and put it on top. Jack was showing me pictures of um, 
uh, of a lake that with which he's familiar up in, in Maine, Massachusetts. New Hampshire. New Hampshire, excuse me. I knew it was, you know, uh, north someplace north of New York somewhere up there. Somewhere in the original 13. But um, uh, I, my first question to him, of course, was, well, how big is this lake? Because uh, we're looking at aerial shots of it and kind of hard to determine the scale of it. And he's, he assures me that it's, you know, about a mile in one, one uh, dimension and maybe three miles on the other dimension. And I'm thinking... You know, I could even I could get a seaplane up and down. <laughs> plenty, you know, it's plenty large enough for you to land your. Yeah. Well, we we've heard a rumor today. It, it unconfirmed as yet because we have not yet laid eyeballs on the magazine. But apparently, within the pages of the current issue of the Seaplane Pilots Association publication, which is is a uh, an image of our own uh, Joseph E. Jeb Burnside. Really? Oh, getting his I hadn't heard this. Getting his wings wet. This, this is. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait a minute. You better be clear on what you mean by that. It was flying an airplane that that lands on the water. What else would it be? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was this? Was this from? This is in. This is from uh, uh, my episode last summer, right before Oshkosh. This is, apparently was a group shot taken uh, uh, at the seaplane weekend in, in which I participated, and part of which I got my my seaplane rating. Uh-huh. But I, I have the magazine uh, sitting on my kitchen table, literally uh, as I speak. I just have not had a chance to open it. I got my mail the other day and, and uh, or yesterday, I, I presume, and, and hustled right. off and to. Turned and burned uh, came up here. Yeah, turned and burned and came up here. So uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back and, and flipping that open and and seeing how bad of the picture is. He's a star of the splash set. Oh. <laughs> so would you go out to the splash in here? I I will. I hope to make it out there. I've got kind of a funky schedule this week and. Uh, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to bail out of Sun and Fun here Later tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow. Boy. <laughs> um, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> um, and be back here this weekend. Uh, but um, um, I don't know if I'll make it out to the splash in or not. You are you are deep deep doo doo. I don't know what's you know, Dave singing always just <laughs> just just rubs me as wrong. It's like it's like fingernails on a chalk. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> and I'm sh- I'm sure there are about you know 500 listeners out there going, yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, I thanks. Know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're kind of nearing the end of our allotted time here. Uh, anything else we're expecting? What are we looking forward to the rest of the week? I mean, and. and the friend thing, more I totally fun, more get. Sun. You know, but uh, are there any particular activities that uh, that uh, we're, well, looking we're looking for? Dave and you, we're, you and I, Dave, are here for the duration. Yep. Uh, Jeb, you got to go away for a little while. You on on assignment, as they uh, say. On assignment. Yeah. You, but you'll be back later in the week. Yes. Uh, James, you're here for a bit in the middle of the week. What what are what are you looking for, James? Uh, anything in particular is on your on your plate this well, week? Well, look, of course, I want to go and see what's new. See what the the what goes inside the airplanes that's new, uh, what goes inside the airplane that prices have come down substantially on. Maybe I might be able to afford and want to put in. I want to see the new airplanes, but really, to me, aviation. What's always the most exciting and magical is the people behind it. So here to to see all the people that I know and kind of uh-huh. yep. see they'll reestablish those friendships, catch up with people while I'm surrounded by airplanes. You just can't get any better than that. So I'm surrounded to that. by airplanes. Yeah. David, no escaping. What, what's going when we when we get together to do the podcast on Sunday? What will we say was the big story this week? Oh, no clue. Uh, too early. 
But we'll have Sun and Fun Radio audio streaming. Sun and Fun Radio audio That's streaming. That's going to be number one. One of my picks. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be about last year. People were the the Sun and Fun went on just sort of at the nadir of the uh, economic meltdown. There was a lot of doom and gloom, and this was looked at as the bellwether for how GA is going to be going. I think this year it's going to be the story of. Did we see a turnaround? And so far, as, as we were speaking about earlier, there are encouraging signs. So I'm looking for that to be the big story, that, that we've emerged, things are looking great, and it's onward and upward. Big story, that, uh, a lot of what James just said I agree with. But in terms of what I look back on, uh, I'm hoping to look back on a, a, a day spent over at Fantasy of Flight watching airplanes go splash. I'm hoping to look back on a little time over in Paradise City, maybe getting some stick time in a uh, FAR 103 airplane that I've got my eyes on, but a different one. Uh, I'm hoping to look back on some time to spend out at Air Show Center watching some of the great acts go on. Uh, I'm hoping to look back on a great day watching the Thunderbirds mm-hmm. make the jaws drop on the great unwashed yep. here yep. that come here. I'm hoping to look back on making some new friends, and that's already happened, and uh, going home with that great afterglow that's matched by only one or two things that you can do with your clothes on. <laughs> I have, uh, I have uh, a relatively free day tomorrow as compared to today, so tomorrow I'm going to go out and, and get on board the AWACS. We talked about this on the daily yesterday. and uh, Yeah, uh, we, we've been collecting uh, uh, bail yeah, money for you. That's so. what you say, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. This is just too adorable. Dave Allen is uh, is wandering around here with his with his uh, laptop in his hands. He's video chatting with his kids back home, and uh, and there's a camera on us, and so he's aiming the camera so that us. his kids. This is and the part that I don't kids. quite get. All right. this is, and what he's saying is, don't don't grow up. Yeah, grow don't grow up, up like these guys. guys. That's right. <laughs> these well, are the I'm people I'm I've warned you about. Babies grow up to, to be, be podcasters. podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jeb, you were uh, you, you were very very care- uh, 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 carefully busy during that conversation. What do you think will be the what will we say on Sunday was the big story? I think the big story will be um, I don't know. We we got through another one. Uh, uh, the, the, another the, event uh, or another, another year? Another sun and fun. Yeah. Um, the event was successful. There's uh, uh, a handful of people who were missing. There's a handful of people here who are new. Um, life goes on, uh, the industry goes on, uh, we're still here, and uh, those of you who uh, are list- perhaps listening to us, uh, if you um, had thought about coming down for Sun and Fun but just couldn't quite put it together or just need a little it's bit extra... It's not too late. Just a little bit extra um, emphasis or a little bit extra push, the weather's great, uh, the people are great, the show is great, uh, come on down. It's springtime and the flying is easy. There's also going to be ample time to look back on this as yeah. uh, maybe the event that helped us regain some of our confidence and momentum. Because as uh, we put it to my buddy Slasarchik today, uh, reports of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. Reports of the end of aviation are just ludicrous, and and and, and nothing says that more than being here where it's alive, well, and loaded with pilots and airplanes. That's right. That's right. 
Hey, the shower's ended. Uh, the uh, sky is clearing up. It's actually uh, mostly blue now. The sky and, uh, is blue and the flying it's, is It's easy. cooled down a little bit. The wind has changed slightly, but not dramatically. Uh, I'm not sure whether there's still departures going on. It's gotten pretty quiet out there, but uh, things are definitely quieting down for the evening here at, uh, at Lakeland Linder. And, uh, and we're going to go out and find ourselves some, uh, some fresh lineys here pretty soon. Uh, a couple of quick thank yous. Uh, uh, Without a doubt, a huge thank you to Dave Shellbetter and all of the staff here at Sun and Fun Radio. Thank you, guys. Thank for you, guys. their hospitality and their technical help and, uh, and for letting us come and have fun on their porch every year, twice. So uh, we really, really appreciate that. Thanks to Barry Valentine for uh, diverting uh, in his mission. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, Hope everything came out all right. <laughs> to stop by and uh, share some and of his... And if you mention Jeb's name, I'm sure you got the best seat in the house. Share some of his insights about aviation as always a lot of fun. Uh, James Winbrandt, thanks for joining us again. For hey, back. So and, uh, we're going to have to fix joy. that internet problem and get you on the virtual hangar a lot more often. Sounds that would be great. Uh, that's Dave Higdon. Thank you, David. I uh, wouldn't be any other place, baby. Jeff Burnside, thank you very much. Shazam. Hey. I'm Jack Hodgson. David, were you going to say something? If you want to live as long as my old friends, go fly, because time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. That's Bye-bye. right. And, and that's enough talking. Let's go flying. AMFFM.